Um, usually, I don't think I've ever actually had anybody respond poorly. Hmm. Um, I, to me, my kids are going to come first mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, but you also don't want a bad reputation. Welcome to Agent Success Podcast. If you're a real estate agent looking to succeed in today's crazy market, well, you're in the right place. Each week, we talk with successful real estate agents willing to share their expert insights, trade secrets, and mindset that help them to succeed. There's no fluff, just straight to the point content that prioritizes one thing above all, your success. So without further ado, let's cut to the chase. All right, welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase. I'm Tim Chase, and I have a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? Yes, my name is Alyssa Mazzetti. I am an agent. Can you say that faster, please, three times? Alyssa Mazzetti, Alyssa Mazzetti. Alyssa Mazzetti, Alyssa Mazzetti, Alyssa Mazzetti. (laughs) (laughs) You almost said your full name. All right, Melissa. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Alyssa Mazzetti. I am an agent with ERA Shields Real Estate. Okay, how long have you been doing it? Um, I've been doing real estate for seven years. Okay. Um, but in November, I'll be with ERA for three. Okay. So mm-hmm. seven years in real estate. Mm-hmm. So you started off before the awkwardly good um, kind of market that we had where you just blinked and had a had a deal and house prices were raising 500%. You started before that mm-hmm. and you're here after that. Yes. That's good. Yes. Right. It's, it's the ones that started during it and ended at the end of it, that, that's scary, right? Yeah. Um, in seven years of wisdom, my very first question, because we are, as you know, cutting to the chase. So, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> good, good snap there. If you could pick one thing, if you only had one thing you could do, one task that would work to help you succeed in the market, what is that one most important thing? Hmm. If I could, and we like to put people, we like to put people on the spot. Like yeah. I, I didn't want to prepare you for that. I don't know. So I'm trying to think of things. Would it be following up on a database? Would it be sending out an email? Would it be online advertisement, Facebook, phone calls? Like what would that one task be? Actually, since you mention it, probably the phone calls. Oh, okay. I think that that would help. Um, manage relationships yeah. a, a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, I've been blessed with amazing clients and mm-hmm. I've been able to maintain a relationship with pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for business purposes, I think that there's a part of me that would be able to reach more people mm-hmm. um, if I managed phone the calls, phone calls better. better. And that would be more important than, say, farming an area with with postcards i you know because when you farming is almost kind of risky i guess Mm -hmm. i mean you may or may not get something yeah and you may have to do it for a year before one person calls and you can constantly be spending Mm -hmm. on that but i think a lot more face-to-face interaction a lot more personal connection things of that nature go a long ways okay and are you on a team right now do you like it that way? Um, I guess I've never really known any other way. Okay. So, so you didn't I, start off on a team? No. I, well, okay. I started with a company, but... Okay. Well, I guess I kind of was on a team. Yeah, I was working with my father-in-law. Mm. And um, so we kind of worked together mm-hmm. on everything. 
Um, but at the same time, you know, he would have his own stuff. I'd have my own, my own stuff. And so there were mm. certain things that were collaborated together. Gotcha. Um, but so I you had a good, you almost, almost more of a mentor type. Exactly. Person. Yeah. Okay. Took me under gotcha. his wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, so working on a team, there's a lot of different, uh, there's a lot of different ways that teams are structured, but mm. you've been solo and that's, do you have any desire to go on to a team from the, the structures that you've seen out there? Would there be any benefit to you if you, to go to a team? Um, I mean, there could be yeah. a benefit, you know, I don't necessarily know how they do work. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, being in our office, I do know if I need help with something or if mm-hmm. I need some advice or questions or answers or whatever it may be, I am, I have the ability to contact our entire office yeah. and receive a bunch of information in return. So it's mm. already almost a team. How, how, how many, how many people are on or at that company? Do you know? I think there's like over, it might be like a hundred ish. Okay. So I when you exactly. like, so when you, and this is just more, um, you know, structurally, do you send out an email that goes out to the whole company or do you have like your five or 10 that you send it to? Nope. I do a, Hashtag everyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is and an option, yeah. Right, and then so when that goes out, and then um, people respond to you. Like, here's a question about a contract. People respond to you. Here's a question mm-hmm. about, um, you know, earnest money you know, refunds. Here's, you know, yeah. people give you different answers on that. Yeah. And I know, because you've met mm-hmm. Tammy mm-hmm. Cockrell. She's been my mentor. So typically what I'll do is I'll reach out to her first. If we can't figure something out, then I definitely use my everyone resource send it out to the group yeah yeah well that's that's good because um a lot of big companies don't have that as an option so it's so good i mean and we've got some i mean we've got eddie hurt michelle blessing pete olson i mean Mm -hmm. a lot of these alan willoughby they're incredibly seasoned they've been around for a very long time yeah Yeah. since before i was born (laughs) 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 um but no i mean everybody is very very widely knowledgeable and so it's usually a really good resource. Well, that's that, yeah. Company. So, so um, working individually, does it become challenging um, to stay on top of your stuff? Like, meaning everybody in our company is individual, but we have to be very focused on driving each other because sometimes human nature is that maybe we will um, not make our calls on Mondays or we may not send out our happy birthdays or we may, it it doesn't make sense. Like all these, you could miss all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, does it become challenging for you to stay on top of all the stuff being individual? It can. Absolutely. I mean, and also, as you know, I have three younger kids Mm -hmm. and younger than yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Barely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean, between their school, their Uh birthday parties, their whatever, is going sports, all the things. Mm -hmm. And then I, myself, time management is incredibly crucial and keeping track of birthdays, keeping track of when I need to email somebody, dates and deadlines, all the thing. I mean, I have old seasoned agents in the office who will laugh at me because they're using their phones and calendars and stuff. And I pull out like this big paper. There's a Franklin Covey and you're like well, doing yeah, stuff. And yeah. In order to keep everything. I will, I will say, uh, we always say the best, the best CRM is the one you use. And if it is 
a three ring binder, which by the way, some of my best follow-up over the last three decades has been when I was using a three ring binder, um, to, to prioritize my stuff and to, and to schedule stuff as silly as it sounds. It was like, it just made, it was so easy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't mess it up. I just open up to the day and I knew exactly yeah. what it was, you know? Yeah. Um, and it helps too, like, you know, if you are doing a news blast or mm-hmm. something email wise, you know, you can go ahead yep. as a little reminder. So it's all, yeah. yeah. I mean, so to keep track of everything in addition to my mm-hmm. family and, you know, my personal life yeah. or whatever dinners, yeah, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it's, I had a, uh, I had a gentleman a that though. was, uh, um, sold life insurance. I did a loan for him. He's an excellent salesman and he had a, um, index cards. It wasn't a Rolodex. It was just index cards and he had a through Z, right. And he would just put his index cards in and he would go through A's of clients, clients or people he would need to call and he would make a note or color coordinate them based off of if they were past clients or whatever. So Barbara Corcoran did that. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. She, what's her book? Um, Shark Tales? Um, I don't know how to make a gazillion dollars on TV and real estate. Yeah. Yeah. And it pretty much went through her, you know, Mm. uh, how she became the realtor that she became. And um, color coordinated index cards was one of. And and that's, and that's, I guess what I'm getting at is it doesn't, it almost like you're, so if you're not on a team and you don't have um, fancy software, like if you just use what's there, it can, it can really, really work. Yeah. Doing those things. Um, Now you mentioned that you have three children. Right, crazy uh, animals. Cra- you have you have three uncaged, untamed animals that you have to yes. take care of. Um, are they all in school? Mm-hmm. Okay, so during the day you're able to come and do a podcast with Tim and stuff like that, or show houses. What happens yes. when three o'clock or two forty five rolls around? They need to be picked up, and you have a client that wants to go see three houses. A couple things. Yeah. I usually have a couple different options. So um, you can you kind of have a. Option A, option B, option C. I've got okay. a lot of backups, <laughs> <laughs> especially if they end up not at school. Yeah. Oh. Which is another oh, yeah. challenge. Mm. Um, not a fun one, yeah. but, you know. Um, so I'm usually always just very transparent with my clients because I do also teach fitness classes. Yeah. So making sure that, you know, my schedule is also known. This is all yeah. of the availability I have for you outside of whatever it may be. How do be. they respond to that? Um, usually, I don't think I've ever actually had anybody respond poorly. Hmm. Um, I, to me, my kids are going to come first mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, but you also don't want a bad reputation for yeah. your job, you know. Um, so I'm usually always very, very open with my yeah. clients about, hey, you know, I do have my children. I have to get them from school. Yeah. Um, you know, but... I like last week, even when I dropped him off at jujitsu at four forty-five, I, we were there by like four thirty. I made sure that I hightailed it, whatever. We looked at a couple houses because I told them that I had, if I don't yeah. have pickup for the kids, then I do have to be back there at six fifteen. Yeah. So we can get in what as we As long as your kid doesn't can. get like karate kid kicked like halfway, no. like say five o'clock when you had to rush back or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. Well, and the nice thing too, the, People that are there could take care of them. So I yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it, but, but I think there's a difference with the way um, you say people don't respond bad. And I think I think there's something that a lot of people overlook, and that is 
what level of connection do you have with your client, right? So if you were to take your sister out to see houses, your mom out to see houses, your best friend out to see houses, and you told them, hey, I got to pick my kids up at three o'clock. Hey, no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a problem at all. Yeah. Um, if you tell it to a total stranger that's uptight and has you, you know, they're, they're pushing you at all sections, you know, you tell them and then you, you, like, you feel weird about it. They feel weird, you know. Yeah. But if you can make that connection with the people and that client becomes a friend, as mm-hmm. you said, um, you can really can really do, do uh, a lot more transparent stuff. So in sales, basic sales, I like to say there's there's five basic steps to a sales. Like this is super, super like Reader's Digest version, right? But the very, the first step is rapport. And mm-hmm. if you have rapport, the next step is your needs analysis or your needs probe. And so that, that very first step, you, you can't skip getting rapport and go into the, into the questions. And then the third step is going to be your presentation of whatever, whatever it is. You can't jump in and present a million dollar house when you didn't ask the questions right. and they can afford a $300,000 house <laughs> and you can't get too intrusive about their finances unless you have rapport with right. them. So there's like this fine thing that natural people don't even understand the they're process. doing. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a process. Well, and then after that there's, there's closing. And then right. finally, if you failed at any of the first four steps, you haven't overcome objections, <laughs> which is, which is, you know, a whole, a whole nother thing into itself. But if natural salespeople a lot of times don't, they just take for granted that they've built rapport. And they don't really understand that this is what I've done, which is allowing me to make this connection, allowing me to ask questions I wouldn't normally ask or other people wouldn't ask, allowing me to find out more about what, you know, what they want. So you probably have a lot of natural skill that maybe you've overlooked over the years, or maybe you know that you have natural skill. Do you believe you have natural skill? Um, I know that I talk to everybody. (laughs) I've been told I'm a talker. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, okay, you can stop now. Um, But no, I do think that. She's still talking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, lucky you. We we can only talk here. Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, no. But I think that to a certain extent, it probably has helped me Mm -hmm. with as much grief as I've gotten from my family. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that when you do create an environment with mm-hmm. your clients that allows for open communication. I think that that's incredibly helpful. So, I mean, the only way that you're going to get there is by initially building that relationship yeah. through talking. So, so I'm going to ask some interesting <laughs> type, uh, not that interesting. <laughs> it's well, it's in the modern world. It's interesting in my mind. It's not <laughs> okay. okay. Um, do you think, women have a more difficult time in a sales environment than a man. Like you're, you're a mom. So society expects you to take care of your three kids. Right. right? Um, Whereas the husband maybe, or, you know, the father isn't expected necessarily to do that. Is it difficult? Um, Do you think it is it more difficult for the, for a woman to do it than a man? I think really, honestly, it's a, Objective. Okay. Um, I think really your personality mm-hmm. is probably. Do you think? Help do you, you with that? Do you think society? Because um, there's more women realtors than men realtors, mm-hmm. which I find very interesting. Because a lot of times it's, you know, uh, the corporate ladder 
you know, men are climbing the corporate ladder, so right. to speak, right? So um, I'm just curious. But as a also, su- women naturally have the nurture. Mm-hmm. Most women yeah. have that natural nurture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when it comes to, you know, medical attention, yeah. um, I mean, like in real estate, you're like you're finding you're in charge of mm-hmm. finding a home for these people's family and if they're not where secure, are they going to have their kids and where are they right. going to eat breakfast and they yeah. want to feel secure and comfortable you know in yeah. what it is that but in a nurturing aspect mm-hmm. you get to help them feel good about what it is that they're purchasing for it, their family yeah, and it, it, you you mentioned medical. Sometimes you're in triage situations in yes. real estate, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's bandage that, stop the bleeding there, we're going to get this done over here. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, in medical, though, too, there's still that nurturing, you know, like, hey, you're okay, I'm here to take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, and really that's in any kind of sales service. I mean, you go and look for investors. You want to feel that nurtured, mm-hmm. whether it's male or female, I guess. Yeah. But I think statistically, I think that you might be right that there is more. I think that, I think there are more women. I just didn't. I just didn't. It's not a question I normally ask, but I I do wonder sometimes if it's if it's more or less difficult. Maybe it does make any difference. Yeah. I don't know. And I think honestly too, I think that your personality, male or female, mm-hmm. would probably, you know, give people different opinions. I guess. Yeah. You know, men could probably be. I mean, I know that men are a little more. Durr. But some can be yeah. nurturing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, some some of them uh, are actually good communicators. The rest of us mm-hmm. are basically idiots. We just okay. You're like, yeah, not arguing, Tim. Not arguing. <laughs> so um, when you when you go out and you show houses, um, you told me one time that you had to take your kids and they lit a car on fire. No. Oh, they didn't. I thought they lit it on can fire. You, can you? I didn't ag- even know. So this is this is this is just for anybody listening that might be like, hey, I have kids too. So sometimes you have to take your kids. Yes, and again, I'm always very upfront okay. with my clients, like, hey, you know, this is the situation that we're in. Plan A, B, and C failed. It, my kids right. are with me. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, they can go out back and play. They can bring yeah. their workbooks, whatever, sit in the car, whatever it may be. This particular incident. <laughs> so I've got this. I'm from Michigan. So we've got these things in the back. My mom got my sisters and I a Michigan Your mom box. or your mom? What was that? Oh, man. <laughs> you know how many people do that to me? It's a little bit of Wisconsin, but that's okay. <laughs> so we have a Michigan box in okay. the back of our cart. Yeah. And um, it's mainly for the winter years. So there's like a lighter in there. There's a candle in there. There's kitty litter to put around the tires. This is legit <laughs> ice cold weather stuff. It's not. Wow. You don't necessarily need it here, but in Michigan, I used a Michigan box a couple of times. A Michigan In box. my 67 Cutlass that had no reverse where I get stuck in the snow. No <laughs> reverse, rear-wheel drive, heavy in the front. This is With the perfect Michigan car. With in my trunk oh, yeah. to help oh, yeah. keep, keep yeah. the weight down. Yeah. So I saw some, I was in this house, and I happened to look out the window and down at the car, mm-hmm. and I just see all of this stuff coming out. The window. This is when you're out at showing a house. I was at a showing. Okay. With a husband who's FaceTiming his wife and kids looking at this house. They're out of town. They were out of town. Okay. So it was the husband and I. Our kids were. Yeah. Just, so, um, yeah. So I was like, oh, my gosh. I will be right back. I'm so sorry. I was so embarrassed. And then I'm thinking, 
oh no, they got into the box and they are like playing with that lighter. They're setting the candle on fire. Smoke's coming out of your car. I thought so. Okay. But then as I got closer, I was like, what is this? What, what do they, I also have a summer box in the back of my car. Which is like extra bathing suits, underwear, sunscreen. Oh, you have a beach box and a Michigan box. I have a beach box and a Michigan box. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when we go up to the camper and monument, yeah. last minute, and I don't have suits or anything, yeah. I have them in the back. Okay, cool. Well, in that bag, that box, there was also spray sunscreen. Oh. And that's what they were, they were sitting in the car. I got down there and my son, my youngest son, his face was just covered in sunscreen lotion, <laughs> white, like spray. Thick. Well, this one was the actual lotion. Oh, okay. As I'm running up to the car, my daughter is spraying the spray sunscreen all over the inside <laughs> of my car, all out the window. And that's what I was seeing because it was just kind of like that a cloud, smoky yeah. like, residue, just, oh, it was awful. And it was all over the back. How, of how, the old, car how old is your, how old, how young is your youngest? That, Right now he's six. How, at the time. So I think that that was just last summer. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. So they were five and seven. So you have a five-year-old completely five coated in sunscreen and then a daughter shooting stuff out. Oh you go gosh. running out of the showing. And I just got there and I was like, oh, well, I was re- part of me was relieved because they weren't in the Car Michigan box. Car is not on fire. Car is not on fire because yeah. I didn't have a hose. <laughs> so I wouldn't have, that was like the only thing I would have needed that day. Um, yeah. And I was just, oh my gosh, it was a mess. Wow. So and got, how did your client react to that? Oh, he thought it was hysterical. And he so didn't fire you? No. Oh, okay. No. And um, he still was on the phone with his wife and I was just like, oh my gosh. And she's like, they did what? And I was like, I know. Like, oh my gosh, I was so sick to my stomach. It was terrible. You're embarrassed. You're probably upset at your children, but the client at the same time, um, <laughs> being transparent, didn't, it didn't ruin it. Ugh, no, it didn't. That's it didn't. good. Yes, no. So thank God for that. Yeah, well, and, but see, that, <laughs> that also comes down to, again, is making that connection with the client. So our, and you said in the beginning, make calls. Right, mm. call call your clients. So if you're calling your clients and you're making personal connections and you're following up with them, that, in my opinion, leads to a long-term referrals and repeat business. Yes. As opposed to constantly being on the hunt, constantly looking for that new client. It's so hard to find a new client. It's way easier to to nurture the ones that you've had. Yeah. And to hold on to, mm-hmm. and it is, it's shocking how many people don't do that. Well, and I think, too, like with this specific client, I mean, it just kind of is a testament to what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was actually a referral from a past client. Oh. And, yeah, so because of this one, it was actually my very first client that I got with oh, ERA really? Shields. Yeah. Okay. And they just closed on the sale of their house last week. Oh. And, yeah, and they're doing a new build. So, I mean, from this one gentleman, he sent me – Four of his friends. Oh, wow. And that is one of the friends. So I, maybe I had a little bit of grace. Yeah. <laughs> Still, but but. it makes it, it, makes it um, a lot better when you have that connection. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. When something goes wrong in real estate, which it will always be a challenge of something going wrong, and you have that connection, mm-hmm. it's far easier mm-hmm. to, to overcome that than when 
you try to be transactional and there's like this distance, an emotional distance between you and the client. You got this little, you know, this little kind of, kind of ditch of distance, right? And you're like, I don't want to get too close. And then something happens. It's way easier for them to be harsh with you. And it's yeah. way harder for you to present the information because maybe that trust level's not quite there. Yeah. Well, and that thing too is it's almost intimidating when that happens mm-hmm. because I mean, how can you help fix something yeah. when you know that there's not really a connection there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That makes it all the more challenging. And that was part of the reason I asked about, do women have a harder time succeeding in real estate? Um, and there's more women than men. So, mm-hmm. and I find that a lot of times women do a very good job naturally of making those connections with people. Some men are a little more, um, not as <laughs> transactional, right? Uh, you mentioned that you work with uh, Lady uh, Michelle Blessings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she's in our office. We we did a uh, we did a three D tour for one of her houses. It was oh, art house. Did you ever see that? Oh my gosh, Zillow gone wild. Yeah, yeah, that's Zillow yes. gone wild. Oh my, gosh. that was an insane house. We went over there and did a three D tour. Did you? So yeah. I didn't actually go in the house. Yeah. I wanted to, but I didn't. Yeah. Well, now it looks normal. And it does. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a cool area over there. You it know? was rock rim and area. Yeah. Right? It's over by pulpit rock kind of. Oh, okay. A bit. okay yeah. Okay. But uh, it was, it was so wild. It was amazing how wild that house was. Like every imaginable art thing that you could, like they had a big, a big, a big canvas thing from a, from like Bailey's circus from a hundred years oh ago. Gosh. Like, I mean, and it was like 20 feet tall in this one section of the house. Like there was art stuff everywhere, a whole shag walled carpeted room. And it's pretty wild. Um, but, uh, that, that was interesting because the house was definitely worth the price that they were asking for it. But human natures, we make really quick snap decisions and people walk in. They're like, this is different. This is weird. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, this is, this is a little too. They had to change it to normal to sell it for the for the asking price, right? right? As opposed to, oh, don't worry, we'll we'll put it back to normal before it closes. Like, oh, I can't envision. Uh, like, it's, it's this is too different. I don't I don't particularly like that. Um, I just thought of that when you mentioned her. I, oh. I, I remember that we did the we did that three D tour with her. And my thing too, you know, like when we were kind of talking about challenges. Yeah. Um. How like. For me, mm-hmm. I, I, I clearly don't have the experience that they have because mm-hmm. they've been in the industry a lot longer than yep. I have. But for me, if I got a phone call and was like, hey, can you list my house? Yeah. And that was something I walked into. I don't think I would have known what to do. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was completely wild. So yeah. um, we actually ended up making a great connection with the seller over there just almost accidentally. Uh, she's a professional hula hooper. She, yeah, oh my she, yeah. She has tons. She has like a whole hula hoop collection, and she does all these. You can find her online uh, on YouTube. She has all these what? instructional videos for professional hula hooping. Just a whole wild situation. But you don't know what to do then, and you can say, um, "Well, you have to change everything before I'll list it," or you have to say, "Well, we have to take twenty thousand dollars less." Um, but I think uh, you know, meeting the clients where they are is very, very smart. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, very cool house. So um, another couple quick questions for you. As a, as a successful real estate agent, what, it, what would you do if, now you told me not to ask this question, so I have to ask the question, right? Okay. <laughs> if, you were, if you were a loan officer, okay, and you had to be a loan officer for a week, what would you do different than 
what you see a majority of loan officers doing? Oof. I don't even know. Okay, what challenges have you seen That's with what them? I didn't want to see. Okay, you, you didn't so want me to ask that one. I mean, I, I know. So I'm very curious on what you're thinking about it. You're saying I don't even know like how to think about this. I mean, I'm sure that if I thought on it for a little bit and kind of like went through some of the experiences that I've had, mm-hmm. I'd be able to come up with some stuff. Um, but I know so right now, currently yeah. is what um, I have a client mm-hmm. at the moment, and. He's had issues with finding like an actual price range mm. budget. Yeah. And the mortgage broker that he's been mm-hmm. talking to has given him, okay, well, you're qualified for X. Okay, well, you're qualified for Y. Mm. Okay, well, actually, you're qualified for X, but it's making a significant difference. Right. In his $30,000 is. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and so he's, you know, trying to, and so for me, it's kind of like, well, where can we figure out where the problem is? Yeah. Where he's having such significant. Can I just know for sure what they can go out and buy? Right. Exactly. Go out and help the client. And I know that he made a comment on saying that they weren't Mm -hmm. actually giving him um, an interest rate price and they were gauging him between like 2%. 2%? 2%. So he was like five point something, and then he got an estimate at like 8.1 or something. So I don't know. We were trying to figure out because he's VA, and so he was like, well, if I put money down, hmm. I can do this. Yeah. If I So anyway, long story longer, my thing is kind of navigate. Yes, yeah. a way to figure out, like, what can this guy expect? Yeah. Yeah, a little more clarity in that, and yeah. that's and that's a lot of times what we find is uh, loan officers, um, we get we get comfortable in what we're doing, mm-hmm. but we do it all day. So right. we, so I, I talk to somebody and I start talking about LLPAs and funding fees and MIs and MIPs and PMIs and you know what I mean, yeah. ABCs and LMNOPs and everything else. Right. And I think that I'm talking regular English language, yeah. And what I realize is I'm uh, about half Born. of what I'm saying is like. Like, dude, quit. have you ever have you ever talked to a doctor that likes to use the full explanation, like the full medical term of something? Yes. And you're just like, it's a what? Whoa, that sounds important. Oh, it just means they have a headache. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what it feels like sometimes in real estate. Is we over, we just it becomes common, you know, vocabulary Language, for us. Yeah. yeah. To where we almost overdo it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah, so I think, and, you know, this could just be the specific mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. I personally never worked with them before. Yeah. But, um, you know, like you said, clarity, just simplification. Just yeah. can we or can we not, you know, like let's, he he clearly wants to buy a house. Yeah. You accepted his business. Let's get the information and happen. Yeah. yeah. So you did answer the question. You said you weren't going to answer You told me not to ask it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um where, do you, where did you move from? Like, where, where, how long have you been in Springs and where'd you come from? Um, I moved here in 2009. Okay. When I graduated high school. Okay. Um, my dad so that makes you like 23? No. So, oh, almost. okay. 2009, okay. not joking. 19. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. No, okay. 32. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so we moved out here after um, I graduated high school, but we mainly, I mainly grew up in northern Michigan. Okay. So that's, you went from Michigan to here? Uh-huh. Okay, so you started real estate in Michigan or no? No, 
Okay. No, no, no. I came out here. Um, I was going to nursing school. Okay. At UCCS. Mm-hmm. And I found out that I was expecting my oldest. Mm. And um, when I had talked about it and kind of educated myself on the pregnancy yeah. process, um, I decided that I really wanted to try and do everything as naturally as possible. Mm-hmm. And so I had that conversation with my doctor. Yeah. And with the amount of chemicals regularly used yeah. during the nursing program, um, you know, they kind of leave it up to the patient um, whether or not they want to continuously expose themselves to that. Okay. And a doctor may or may not sign off on, you know, whatever it may be. So my idea was, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and wait until I have him. And then go back to And then nursing. go back to nursing okay. school. I'll pick back up. Yeah. But then after I had him, I was like, oh, I don't. Yeah. It's going to be so many hours. I don't. Yeah. And it's going to be I crazy hours, too. Right. It's going to be all nights. You're going to be on call uh, when you have days. I, I know a few nurses, and their hours are bananas. Yeah. Like, it, it's amazing. And I didn't want to lose the time home. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, you decided to become a realtor. Well, and at the same time, too, which is funny, because actually when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I did all my job shadowing hours as a realtor. Oh, really? And then when I went to UCCS, I went into the nursing Hmm. program. Yeah. Interesting. So then I came back full circle. Yeah. All right. (laughs) But um, when I was expecting our first... It's funny. When I was in high school, I worked as a CNA, and then I became into the real estate industry. So That's so funny. I kind of flipped it around there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So when I was expecting my first, my father-in-law got hit, he reactivated his real estate mm-hmm. license. Um, and then he was helping us buy a house. He was helping my brother-in-law buy their house because yeah. we were all getting married at the same time. Um, and I was like... So it was a really strategic um, uh, business move for him. He's going to have all of his kids get married about the same time, reactivate the real, real estate, estate license. Sell us all our it's homes. Gonna, it's going to pay for all the <laughs> weddings and all the everything, and then he'll deactivate it. And, yeah, yeah, very smart. Essentially. Yeah, very smart. Yeah. Um, he'll re- so he'll reactivate that, it when your kids get old enough to buy, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's still active. He's, oh, yes. He's okay. actually maintained okay. the active. Okay. Yeah. But um, so being actually in the process mm-hmm. of rather than just job shadowing, yeah. like showing houses, um, I was like, oh, well, this is easy enough. I mean, yeah. I can, you know, make my own schedule, be with our oldest, you know, yeah. as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up, when I was pregnant with our second mm-hmm. is when I ended up getting certified and everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's interesting. A lot of people think, I'm going to get into real estate. It's going to be easy. It's going to be fun. I can make my... But it's easy and it's fun to show a house. It's easy and it's fun. And check out all the interior to, Yeah, it's, it's easy and fun <laughs> to talk to the sales rep in a new build place. It's easy and fun to, um, you know, write a contract and, and is it going to get accepted or to list the house. But actually getting the clients and all that, that's, it's so hard. It's so, it's so hard to do all that. Challenging. And being completely independent. Right. You have, you have the option to. Well, and when I had started too, when I got my license, mm-hmm. I was expecting something completely different because you mm. don't, you don't realize, yeah. you know, that you're not really going to be. The property brother said it would be like this. Oh, what? they show up. They are knocking on your door. No, they don't. Put a sign in the yard. Hey, is this house for sale? Yeah. yeah. Can I pay you a hundred thousand over asking? So, yeah. 
when I first started, I was working for a company. I was working with Joanna Thompson. Okay. Um, she was a, a very well-known mm-hmm. agent for, and so when I first started with her and then my father-in-law, we were with Thompson Properties. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, she was kind of in the process of retiring. Okay. Um, very small company. There yeah. was only like five of us. Oh, okay. Um, and so the lead generation mm-hmm. wasn't, she didn't need lead generation. She yeah. had been around for. When you do it for 30 years so and it just. Right. You have 30 years of database. People. Yeah. Yeah. They do come knocking on your door. Yeah. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had, it was kind of struggled some, I mean, yeah. I guess a little bit because I was at home a lot with Luca and I was mm-hmm. just trying to figure out like. How do I create my own lead generation? How yeah. can I do something without spending money that the, I don't that necessarily is the, have? That is the golden egg question. How do you do that? Yeah. Right. Um, when you when you first started, do you do anything? Do you do you do anything different now than when you first started? Like, what would be the biggest difference in what you do on a daily basis for your business? On a daily basis? Well, just in general. Well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that my whole routine regarding real estate is different now anyways than when I first started. So I have a lot of resources that I can use through ERA Shields. Mm -hmm. So it helps me maintain connection, which I didn't necessarily know what tools to use when I first started. Gotcha. Um, So I have a lot of connections Mm -hmm. that I can utilize to maintain everything. Um, Plus the resources for listing a property. Um, I mean, there's so much that's so different. Mm -hmm. Well, even, even in the last seven years, just technology in general in real estate has been, has been massive. Yeah. Um, uh, Availability of data has been massive. Automate automated websites and, and, uh, you know, advertising. That's actually one thing that Eddie Hurt does for our office, though, too. He does a stat pack. Mm. And he gets within, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, because yeah. he was just speaking about this, um, he meets with a ec- economic lady yeah. in town. And so he has been building this stat pack. And, I mm. mean, it's got great information. Um, Do you share that with, with listings? Or, you, or, or is this something that you get that you share out? Or is it just something for you to help build your business or what is it? Um, so really all of the above. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do a social graphic. Okay. So you can kind of regularly post it oh, with nice. your social media. Yeah. Um, we get an emailed version. So if we want, we can, you know, share it with our clients. Yeah. We can share and what, it with what, And what, what data does this have? Like what, what are you getting? Um, it's, gosh, I'm trying to remember everything on it. Um, you know, house, housing prices, mm-hmm kind of the days on market graphing. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of based that information. Yeah. God, so you can kill me because I don't remember <laughs> everything on there. But, you, could, but, but, you, but <laughs> you put your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the market. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. And then usually there's like a paragraph information kind of about what's going on and what exactly it is that you're looking at. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. It's simple. It's got good info, but mm-hmm. it's not overwhelming. So, so it's nice. So you moved to Colorado Springs right after high school. Is the rest of your family still in Michigan? No. So my dad moved out here mm. when, probably when I was in sixth grade. Um, Is that part of the reason you went to college out here? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, he moved out here for his job. 
um, at the time in Michigan, we had owned a coffee shop hmm. and 40 acres. A coffee shop and 40 acres. Sounds coffee like the life. 40 acres out in the middle of nowhere. Oh. Well, this town was super small. We were only seven miles out of town. Yeah. But it was considered a, yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, and so we were trying to sell that. And yeah. then by the time we got everything under wraps, I was going into my senior year. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not moving until I'm, you know. Yeah. I probably didn't say it as nicely as I just did, <laughs> but I refused to move to Colorado until yeah. I graduated high school. Yeah. Me um, and my cut was ain't going nowhere. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got a Chevy Aveo at that point. Oh, you had a upgraded. Flintstone mobile. <laughs> you upgraded. Nice. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, was it better in the snow? No. Oh, okay. My grandpa still put all the sandbags in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> it was not cute. Um, yeah, and so we had moved out here after I graduated high school. Um, oh, my God. Is that your phone that you didn't turn off during a podcast? Oh, my goodness. It was on silent. It was just an alarm. Oh. <laughs> this is the alarm to tell me oh. that, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Tim, we're going to wrap this thing up. Yeah, here, here yeah. I am talking too yeah. much again. Yeah. <laughs> this is what makes you unique, but, really. Yeah, this is the connection. Yeah. So, no, and then um, we all moved out here okay. in 2009 after I graduated. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So you... You basically instructed the whole family, we're not going anywhere. Um, yeah, and then I even came to the point where <laughs> yeah. I had to think this one out because my mom was not having it. And I yeah. was like, it's going to be the perfect time yeah. because I'll be starting my freshman year of college. Yeah. My middle sister will be starting her freshman year of high school. It sounds like the perfect timing. My youngest sister yeah. will be starting middle school. Mom, what, take it and run with do, it. Yeah, I got this plan. Yeah, <laughs> yes. this is working out quite well for us. It really did. Yeah. So we stayed huh. until right. I graduated. Yeah. So coming into Colorado Springs, there's a couple of Colorado Springs questions for you. Okay. okay. Coming into Colorado Springs, um, is the is the food different than Michigan? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I was a one stoplight town, so we had a Subway, a McDonald's, and a Burger King. <laughs> oh wow! And a deli, Andy's Deli. Was Andy's Deli the nicer of the places, or? Oh, we had Villager Pub too. That was the hot spot. You go there Friday nights after basketball games. Villager Pub Villager after Pub. after the high school basketball game. I'm imagining. Yeah. Oh. Football. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, no, this, you're Deli really cool. explaining small town Midwestern <laughs> America, right? Yes. And sorry. was there people in town that had snow plows on the front of a truck? And they would just drive around and yeah. Okay. My dad for a while was one okay. Of those I was people. just I just check. I want to make sure that I got the full picture here, yes. right? Okay. No, nope, definitely yes. Quite a few people have plows, <laughs> and then the plows would be out yeah at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and then they'd have to do a. Second Your cutlass run. never had it. No. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 No. It wasn't good in the snow. No. Okay. I couldn't even back up, so I'd just plow, <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to. So and back Andy out. Andy's Deli. <laughs> And you had a, yourself a village pub and then a couple horrible fast food restaurants. Yes. It's diversifying. They've it, got a Culver's now. No, they have a Culver's. They have a Culver's wow. now. Wow, you have an average hamburger place I now. Know. Nice. Sweet. So it, normally when I ask that question, people are like, oh, the food, you know, we had so many more options in, in Houston. Or, oh, wow, the tacos are so much better in, you know, here or there. Y you moved here and you're like, oh, my gosh. This place was such... It was incredibly overwhelming when we first moved here. Really? Because it was so big. Like we, when I moved yeah. from Michigan, we only had like 1,200 people in our town. 
Holy cow. And I graduated with the largest class since 1989, I think, yeah. was the stat. Or the, and yeah. I had 100 kids in my grade. Oh, you guys and have a big... That's 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 like 9% of the population of the town. Yeah. That's amazing. It was... Wow. Yeah. So everything... It's like the baby boomer era, but it was in your town. It was yeah. the... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so when moving out mm-hmm. here, I mean, I remember the next day because I started college the next day that I had come out here. Oh, wow. And like having to drive casually down the interstate, not just like driving from Michigan to Colorado. Yeah. I, it was, my hands hurt. I was squeezing my <laughs> steering wheel so hard. They hurt for like two days because I was just so. <laughs> like I got arthritis, man. <sighs> yeah. I remember seeing the Garden of the Gods exit yeah. on the left yeah. side saying two more miles. And I was like, oh my God, I have to get over. <laughs> and then I finally got to the right lane. And then I realized I was like, well, I could have waited a minute. Like I didn't really <laughs> yeah. freak yeah. out. I, now I have 1.9 <laughs> miles. Okay. I'm okay. <laughs> nice. I'm going to be here for a while. Yeah. yeah. No. So, I mean, my sisters, they, yeah, they w- were shocked. Were there any realtors in small town Michigan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of my best friends, his dad was a realtor. I did a job shadow. Oh, I that's where, that's where you did the, the shadowing. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did it with another good friend of mm-hmm. our family who his name is Joe Vogelheim. And he used to come into our coffee shop. Mm. Like he would knock on the door before it opened. And my mom would let him in at 545. And he'd help her put all of the chairs down. And mm. he'd grab himself a scone and a Diet Coke and walk out. Oh. Yeah. Nice. It was great. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Joel's here. Open it up. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Do you ever go back and visit? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Not as much as I would like. Um, I wanted to try and go this summer, but it didn't pan out. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully... Next summer, um, I want to go for like three weeks and send my kids to the camp that I went to as a kid. Oh, all right. Is that still around? Yeah. But yeah, so I went back in 2020. And then I think before that, it was 2019 because we had our 10 year mm-hmm. high school graduation. And um, I think the year before that was 17 that we went. So we try to go. So um, I've managed to ditch every single high school union. That I've had. Did you? Yes, I've ditched every single one. I just just liked the idea of it because it was happening during, so we have a festival Mm -hmm. every year, the third week of July. Yeah. And so they have been putting the high school reunions, usually. Around um, that same time. During, sometime Ah. in that week. So so people are there for For the festival. festival, And then, yeah. So to me, I was like, heck yeah, I'm going back. I want to see all my people. Have you ever ever thought about um, being licensed in Michigan? Yes. Do you think that that would be worth it to have multiple multiple states for you? Um, maybe not multiple states, but if yeah. I just did like Michigan and Colorado, mm-hmm. um, my sister and I really want to have we want to buy a house in Michigan. Okay. So I think, and I've got a good friend back there who's an investor, and mm-hmm. they're like, you know, we'll use because in, in real estate you can you can refer right, right. and you can, you can get mm-hmm. referral fees, which is nice mm-hmm. as a real estate agent, yeah. which you can't do in mortgages, but you can do that in mm-hmm. real estate. Yeah. Um. So that might be something that would interest you. Yeah. I think the idea of not having to redo a state test. Yeah. Sounds really appealing. Is it, do they have reciprocity there that would allow you to um, automatically get licensed or do you have to take the state license there? Do you know? Actually, I'm not sure. I never thought about it enough to genuinely look into it. Okay. 
Yeah. So it's really not a thought. You're just humoring me with part of that conversation. Yeah, that thank was you. all made up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, okay, well, you know, uh, I think we have hit our time here. We've hit 45 minutes. Oh. And you didn't even barely touch your sh- your uh, your drink there. I didn't that want was, to start choking while I was talking. Uh, you know, it's got chunks of like mango and stuff, and then it gets stuck halfway. <coughs> I know. <coughs> You're constantly doing that. And then it's, it's a little, really, it's embarrassing for everybody. You know, yeah. the listeners are like, oh, yes. I'm over here like, <laughs> Get it, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, no. We don't want to do anything. I don't want to start choking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for being on an episode. Thanks for and, having me yeah, back. And, uh, and we'll make sure to get this thing published out and uh, uh, make sure to make me look as good as possible. You'll be on there too, though. You're okay. welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, have a good one. Thanks. Bye. That wraps up another episode of Agent Success Podcast. Remember... You can find new episodes each week at agentsuccesspodcast.com. We hope you found the insights and best practices shared today truly valuable. And if you did, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, your success is a journey of learning and improvement. So let's keep hustling, thriving, and learning. Until next week, this is Tim Chase.